Hello, everyone, and welcome to 10 Bestest. I'm Karen McFarlane Holman. And I'm Brian Hart. Here we are for another episode. We're up to 233. 233. Three, three. That's amazing. It's pretty good. Not bad. And I'm excited for this show. Yeah, not bad. Oh, we've been doing this five years. No, five yeah. and a half. Yeah, five and a half now. Eey, wow. Oh. Yeah. So let's, let's go. Let's go. All right. I get to go first this time. Yeah. My cool sheet has to do with the outdoors, and this is the newest, biggest dark sky reserve. So let me tell you a little bit history about this. On April 7th, 2022, very recently, the Greater Big Bend International Dark Sky Reserve was granted the designation by the International Dark Sky Association. This covers an area comprising 9 million acres from Fort Davis, Texas to the Rio Grande River and into the Sierra del Carmen Mountains of Coahuila, Mexico. This is not only the largest protected dark sky place in the world, but it also marks the first binational reserve that has ever been established. Earning the rarest of dark sky designations is a rigorous process. This might seem easy, like, oh, it's dark, okay, no problem. But actually, elements of this designation were in the work for decades, and that requires support and policy collaboration between local communities and organizations to protect the dark core zone areas rich in natural and cultural significance in that area. Asked just how rigorous of a process it was, an IDA official said, the McDonald Observatory has been working on dark sky efforts for decades. Several peripheral partners are already certified dark sky places, which took years of effort as well. Goes on to say, I would say this committee started in earnest to work on their application to apply around January 2021, but the entire process to build this whole thing spans years and years and years. So it's no small feat and one that will benefit wildlife, ecology, astronomical research, and also tourism in the area. And this is important because it is estimated today that over 80% of the world and more than 99% of the US population lives in areas with light pollution capable of drowning out all sorts of things, and most people can't even see the Milky Way. So this is really wonderful, the Big Bend Dark Sky Reserve. Okay, I'm glad you said that last part, because at first I was like, wait, what is a dark sky? Like, is that like the dark web or the dark? Oh yeah, dark sky. So, um, and we've talked about this in um, right. a cool sheet and I meant to look up which one. We've talked about um, light pollution right. and all that kind of stuff. Okay, so dark sky is when you can see the stars. When you can see the stars, yeah. yeah. there's not lights around and things like that. Okay, right. it took me a while just because I'm a little slow on the upload. Well, no, and that's actually, <laughs> that's a good reminder for me that this term dark sky, I hear all the time because I'm in astronomy, but it's a weird uh, word. It's not yeah. a normal. And I watch term. too many Marvel movies, so I'm like, oh, ooh, the dark the sky. Dark sky. Like <laughs> some kind of evil. What's his superpower <laughs> yeah, or whatever? Exactly. So, yeah. Um, oh, that sounds really cool. Yeah. Now that I know what it is, yes. it sounds even cooler. <laughs> So thank you so much for sharing that. You are welcome. Do you have any plans to go there or do anything like that? I would love to. I mean, as soon as I read this, um, I, I was like, oh, okay, okay. How can I <laughs> make this make happen? happen? And 
Uh, my youngest is going to start going to University of New Mexico oh, next year, right. which is not far from this place. Well, so close. that's kind of where my cogs visit. were going. Yeah. We'll visit slash field trip. Yes, exactly. Cool. Well, I hope you get to make it. Yeah, me too. All right. I'm going to be talking about an app, and this app is called Hark. Now, I love podcasts, if you don't know that by now, um, and but lately, I haven't listened to them as often as I used to. So actually, the tagline for Hark is break out of your podcast rut. Hark um, editors curate amazing podcast moments into one-of-a-kind playlists, and they also call them podcast moment mixtapes, which I just love that description. So essentially what they do is they take one topic and they play snippets from different podcasts on that top, on that specific topic. So some examples are in Unleash Your Inner Optimism. So there's nine different clips from nine different podcasts that equal 37 minutes. There's conversations with BIPOC chefs, 14 clips, 46 minutes. Minutes. So they go very specific. On, so it's not just BIPOC, but it's BIPOC chefs. Uh, there's Crash Course on NFTs. There's uh, my a uh, few of my favorite moments from song, song Exploder, which Song Exploder was a cool sheet of mine on episode six. Talk about old school. <laughs> uh, there's also Tame Your Anxiety, History's Greatest Art Heist, What Made Us Laugh, Voices on Ayahuasca. Um, there's a Hark Daily, so that's the best podcast moments in news, culture, and more every day. So that's kind of a mixed bag, which is really cool if you just want to kind of keep Keep up on current events. Um, you can listen to just one snippet if you want. You can listen to all of them. Each time you listen to one snippet, it has a link to the full episode. So you can go to the full one if you really like it and you want to hear more. Um, you can suggest a clip to add to that topic um, Hark clip, which is really cool. Um, you can go to certain topics in the search bar, and like science, books, movies, wellness, food and drinks, sports, news and politics, business, tech, comedy, music, society and culture, and history. Um, their editors are obsessed with finding those moments of podcast genius. I just love everything about this app, Hark. I'm going to love this. Yes, for sure. Oh my gosh. It's I, perfect. It's for yeah. us. It's for anybody that likes this show. Totally. Like cherry picking all the mm. best moments. And like I said, if you really love it, if you're like, whoa, I, I want to know more about that specific podcast, what that yeah. person said, you can listen to the whole 40 minutes or 20 nice. minutes, whatever that full podcast is. Uh, you can discover new podcasts this way, I bet. It's oh, really yeah. good. Um, but the one every time I look at it, it's it's really good podcasts. Podcasts that I know. You know That's the cool. daily, science versus, um, stuff you should know, radio lab, you ten know, bestest. All, ten bestest. Are we on there? Yet? I did uh, register whatever you do <laughs> awesome. with your podcast. Um, but now I need to start like feeding them some yeah. clips when we talk about stuff. But usually we're talking about other podcasts and what they talked about, so they're like, Well, why do we need you? But <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, there's some. We got some original ones in here somewhere. I think so. <laughs> Definitely. It, you know, it was just last night. I took a walk, and I was like, I want to listen to a podcast. And I was kind of looking through, and I'm like, eh, eh, eh. There wasn't anything that really struck my fancy. Yeah. And uh, this, it's like, it doesn't need to strike your fancy, but you go in, and then they have a whole bunch of stuff that's going to 
like pique your interest. Yeah, or because they kind of have their on their front page. They have like their little best of yeah. so thing, or things we think you might like. I mean, they probably, I'm sure, they start to learn your habits. Right. Um, and yeah, and I think every week, you, they, I think you sign up for a newsletter if you want, and they'll send mm. you like, oh, here's like our top ones for this week. Um, and like I said, they keep up with current events a lot. So if something nice. happens, like when the war in Ukraine first started, they had a bunch of different podcasts curated about that mm. with the Will Smith Oscar thing. They had all the takes on that, the hot takes on that. Yeah. From, so it was really interesting. Um, yeah. And you could just hear, and like I said, if you just want to hear one of them, you just pick your, you could even look at the list, pick your favorite. Oh, I know the Daily's really good. I love them, but I only want to listen to five minutes of it. And boom, you just listen yeah. to that part and then you're off and running, just doing something else. Cool. So, yeah, it's totally customizable. It's really, really cool. I love it. Thank you. You're welcome. And if you want to learn about any of the things that we're talking about on this episode, you can go to 10bestest.com slash dark sky. My cool sheet is a nonprofit. And I am going to give a shout out to my mom because she brought this to my attention as a potential cool sheet. And yes, indeed, it is water.org. Water.org is a global nonprofit organization and it is working to bring water and sanitation to the world. They want to make it safe, accessible, and also cost effective. And what they do is they help people get access to the safe water and sanitation through affordable financing, such as small loans. And they do this by giving everything they can to empower people in need with these life-changing resources. They give women ways that they can do it that helps them, children as well, and which helps children's health and just all the families a brighter future. Today, 771 million people, and so that is one in 10, lack access to safe water at home. So this is really important. And get this number, 1.7 billion, that's one in four, don't have access to a toilet. This water crisis negatively impacts health and livelihood of more than one third of our global population. And that is why this organization exists, to change this. So for women, children, all these communities, access to safe water can turn problems into potential and that can turn into unlocking education, unlocking ed economic opportunity, and of course, improved health with all of this. So as I said uh, earlier, their solution, their main solution, they have several, but the main one is this water credit initiative. And what they're doing with this core solution is they work with their in-country financial partners to add loans for water and sanitation solutions to their portfolios. And then these partners mobilize funding from capital markets to provide affordable loans to the people that are in need of water. So people living in poverty can then use these loans. Fun fact about this, this is founded by a civil and environmental engineer, Gary White, and actor philanthropist Matt Damon, water.org. And they got water.org. I mean, now that's pretty amazing I, right there. I pondered that. I, I like, really. How did they do that? They, they must Matt have. Matt Damon money, I guess. I think he did. I think he's like, how much would it cost? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I have 20 grand, no problem. Let's go. Oh, gosh, probably way more than that. They yeah. tried to charge uh, for TEDxSalem.com like 50 grand or something. Oh, brother. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> we got it for uh, like 100 bucks. 100 bucks, yes. <laughs> <laughs> just stay strong. If anybody's trying to yeah, do that with yeah. you, park your domain name, just hold out. Yeah. <laughs> and I have to give a shout out to Carly for that because she did not buckle. 
Oh, right. She, yeah. I wanted to pay him like a grand or something. She's like, no, do not do it. Do not give in. And right. it worked. So anyway, back to the water.org. <laughs> they sound amazing. Yeah. It is so, it's, you know, I still, this, I try not to take a lot for granted, but water, mm-hmm. I mean, I can't even fathom not having clean water and not having a toilet. I know. Like I know. unfathomable to me. And to know that that many people are without, holy moly. Right. I mean, geez. Uh, yeah, it was the toilet that stat statistic um, really blew me away. I did yeah. not know that. And I also liked what they're doing. It's because we've talked about, we've had cool sheets talking about water and um, mm. sanitizing water. And a lot of it has focused on technology mm. and they're going into the environmental sort of way of solving this problem, which, you know, when it all, it sucks, but it's, it's needed mm-hmm. because so much has to do with money. Yeah. And so you can bring in all this technology all you want all day, but if there isn't money to back it up and to keep it going, right. you can't have that technology. So uh, and now this Gary White, he has done some technology and he has done mm. a lot of work. And then the story is or what my mom said is that they, they discovered Gary White and Matt Damon found that they were doing a lot of things the same. They were overlapping a lot. And so mm. that's when, when they discovered oh, cool. each other, they oh, were nice. like, Hey, let's work together. Yes. Team up. Yeah. Well, cool. That's great. Yeah. I'm glad they're doing that. Yeah. The more things we can do like this, the better. Yep. For sure. Exactly. Thank you. You're welcome. I'm going to be talking about a human, and this human is Amy Herman. Uh, She's a lawyer and an art historian, and I saw, I think I saw a a different video first, but then I saw the second video, uh, it was about visual intelligence, and it really blew me away. She also has a book by the same name, which I cannot wait to get. Visual intelligence is the concept that we see more than we can process. It's the idea of thinking about what we see taking in that information and asking what do we really need to live our lives more purposely and do our jobs more effectively. She explains uh, in one of her classes, it's called The Art of Perception. And um, before I go into that though, I really want to say that um, I feel like I'm a very observant person. I've taken a lot of time to notice the little things around me, new things in a room, um, and things that might go unnoticed. I've really taken pride in this. Um, When I bike and walk to work, that's one of the things I love the most about it, is you really get to check out your neighborhood that way. Um, So I love this challenge in this art of perception because she has one person look down at a piece of paper with a a pen or pencil, and the other person is looking at a painting, and they have one minute to describe what it is they see to their partner, and the partner has to sketch what they hear. Now, it's not about artwork. It's not about how well you draw. It's how well you can describe a new set of unfamiliar data and how well you listen and how well you take that articulation and transfer it into your own language. She also talks about the idea of pertinent negative, which which is saying what isn't there in addition to what is actually there to give a more accurate picture of what you're looking at. And that really is the part that blew me away. You just have to watch this video. Um, It's just going to give you a much broader way of looking at something, and you can use this so much in your life. The medical community actually uses pertinent negative a lot. Um, So if pneumonia has three symptoms and you have two but not the other, that's the pertinent negative, and that means you don't have pneumonia. So super important. But how you can utilize that in everyday life is so valuable. Definitely check out Amy Herman. Ah, I can't wait either.
Yeah. This is amazing. And I have heard of negative in terms of when you look at a picture of something and it's the the missing part and you yeah, see so a shape. Yeah, that's like negative space. Yeah. And it's a whole different thing. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Oh, I love this. And I love that exercise you talked about. Yeah, and she actually in the video, and I spoil it just a tad, but definitely do it with your friends and have your uh-huh. friend be the person. Um, well, you'd have to do it, I guess, with two other people mm. um, because I kind of spoiled it away, but they show the painting that she shows mm-hmm. the people and then you kind of study that for a minute a minute and then she goes through some questions of the same example that she talks to her students and it's mind-blowing wow and it's that whole noticing things that aren't there and how they're just as important Uh. as noticing the things that are there and yeah that just changed my worldview on like in an instant which i love things like that so much i love this too and she Okay, that she's an art historian. I was like, she's a and lawyer. And a lawyer, yeah. And uh, okay, but that kind of makes sense. Uh, yeah. Wow, that's incredible. Thank you so You're very much. Very welcome. Yeah, <gasps> it's a good one. Yeah, I, I'm looking it up right away. Soon as we're done. Yes. <laughs> My cool sheet is a web tool. And it is the time lapse feature that exists on Google Earth. I love time lapses and I have actually spent some time on NASA's time lapse models and that has to do with me teaching my courses and and we talk a lot about climate change and it goes through history and you can go back to 1800 and you can see how um, the global temperatures have changed and, and things like that. But this is really amazing because it's not just Uh, something that some scientists and and animators have put together, but rather you get to navigate your way on Google Earth and then see these time lapses. So the way this works is from your browser, you go to g.co slash time lapse, and then you can, from that point, search the planet. And you can go anywhere. You could go to your house or you could go to a place that you're really interested in. And once you go there, then it will, by using that link, then it will start doing this time lapse. And so you can watch this where it will go back some year in the past and you can skip to a certain year if you want or it'll just automatically go somewhere and it will show what that area has been like and how it has changed. And so you can see things like, and I did this with various points in Oregon because we have had a lot of clear cutting and things over the years. So I wanted to see how that changed. You can also go to places, for example, the Amazon rainforest, and you can see not only where it's been clear cut, but maybe you could see where there has been reforestation, which can help you feel a little bit better because the, the other things are a little bit more negative. But it is really fascinating and is also really personal and it allows you to just explore things that you are interested in and see how they have changed over the years. Time lapse on Google Earth. Whoa, I had no idea that this existed. And I love Google Earth and I love time lapse. So this is gonna be so awesome yeah. and and maybe scary because it sounds like a big giant rabbit hole that I'm gonna jump yeah, into. Yeah, yeah. But it sounds so cool. Yeah, I mean, 
just thinking about yeah how your neighborhood has changed. Yes. I would love, I can't wait to go back to my childhood neighborhood where oh. I grew up, uh, yeah. things like that. See it like, you know, before I got there, when I lived mm -hmm. there and what it looks like now. Oh my God. I mean, this is like, if you did improvements on your house, you could see it uh -huh. that updated. Right, yeah. Oh my gosh, this is like, I'm freaking out. There's so <laughs> many different cool opportunities here. Yeah, let alone what global warming and other things, you know, yeah not just clear cutting, but the forest fires and the things that we've had oh, in yeah. Oregon and California and right. Washington and all of those things, uh, heartbreaking, yeah. but so interesting. And to see mm -hmm. it on that, to really get a perspective of, of seeing it from above like that and through time is, mm -hmm. oh my gosh, this is going to be really cool. Thank yeah. you so yeah, much. Yeah, you're welcome. That. This is a good one. <laughs> <laughs> I think so too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be talking about another human, and this human is James Hoffman. Now, if you like coffee, you will love James Hoffman. He is a leader in the movement of third wave coffee, which is, it's kind of the snobby, like very, you know, grinders and beans and brewing and method. And so if that's not your bag, maybe you won't like him, but if you like coffee, I think it might just good to dabble into it a little bit. And he's the man to start with. So uh, his bio, he says, my name is James Hoffman. And for the most part, I work in coffee. I've done so since 2003. I have since started a few companies, competed in a few competitions and written at least one proper book. <laughs> I'm not very good about talking what I do for a living. Now, his proper book is called The World Atlas of Coffee. It is the perfect coffee table book because it's actually about coffee. And I can't believe I don't own it because it is great and I've actually wanted it for probably 10 years. Uh, he was the world barista champion in 2007, so that's that little contest he entered. <laughs> uh, he has a great website um, and the sections include Weird Coffee, the Ultimate Series, where he talks about the ultimate coffee cake, the ultimate pumpkin sp spice latte, the ultimate espresso, uh, fagato, that's where you pour espresso over ice cream, delicious. Um, he also has a really cool YouTube channel. He just got over 1 million subscribers. Nice job. Uh, the class, or his classes include, like, or his videos include different how-tos, like the ultimate fresh, uh, French press technique, making cappuccino latte flat, uh, oh, flat white at home without an espresso machine, the ultimate V60 technique. Um, he does equipment reviews and different fads, like he talks about the magic of salt in coffee, which I actually um, brought up in episode 229 when you talked why does salt make food taste better, and the spoiler was there that hopefully your coffee's good enough where you don't need salt to take out that bitterness. Uh, he talks about different espresso machines on uh, different budgets and the mocha pots, a whole series on them, so Karen, I think you have one and that would be really cool. Uh, definitely check out James Hoffman. Oh, I'm going to like this. I'm going to like this. Um, I totally, as soon as you said mocha pot, I was like, yes, because I still don't feel like I've figured out that thing. So I think yeah. he's going to help me. Yeah, he has a bunch of series and he has uh -huh. all different models. But then that one model, you know, it'll be a 20 minute YouTube um, on how to get the best mm. brew from that pot. And he goes in the history, you know, of what, how it came about, what it's doing, what it looks like inside and how it's brewing different That's from great. other brewers. It's so cool. And so when we did our coffee trials, Karen and I, um, came to my house one day and did coffee. And all we did was change one variable though. Yeah. It was just yes. the grind size, which yes. is actually the most important one. Yes. The different grind size will 
dramatically changed the difference that in coffee flavor. That was fascinating study. It was so did. fascinating. And he, we did it with Chef Step's help, and he mm. was the person, like the expert mm -hmm. that they had on, the, on that class. So, you know, if Chef Steps is on board, there's another OG uh, cool sheet. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And everything, he's he's also British, a little bit British, so, oh, you know, he gotcha. has the accent, uh -huh. he has that, you know, that's why he said one proper book, you know, and things like that. Just, just that listen, makes I can sense. listen to him gonna, for yeah. all, forever. Yeah. You know, it's just so great. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. You're very welcome. I'm going to dive in. Yeah. My cool sheet is a YouTube channel, and this is called Bad Lip Reading. I can't believe we haven't talked about this one yet. It's <laughs> so good. I spend a lot of time on YouTube, but I spend most of it on things where I'm learning or I'm meditating. It's all fairly serious, I would say, for the most part. But this is one where I, when I need a break, when I need that deep belly laugh, this is the place to go. Totally great for comic relief. And yeah, it's, it's not intellectually stimulating, but you're gonna have a good time. They have 8 million subscribers right now. And so the, if you have not heard of this, which I know is possible, we all run in different realms, but bad lip reading is where they take an excerpt from say a movie or a TV show. It could even be a news broadcast or a song. And then they, then they take away all the sound from it and they have voice actors overdub not what the person was originally saying. And they put in ridiculous things, they put in things that don't make sense, or they put in things that kind of make sense, and that, and especially when there's conversations and you're watching something, if you've seen the movie before, and then it's ridiculously like opposite of what it said or just somewhere in left field, so good. The voices, the accents, all these silly things, it just kills me every time. If you go to Bad Lip Reading right now, um, the one that they have highlighted is NFL. Okay, me personally, I don't give a crap about NFL, but even though it's not my thing, I loved it. And I like watched it over and over because it was so good. It was so funny. I can't, I'm just like cracking up thinking about it. They've got several, several playlists. They have a big ones like Star Wars, which of course I love watching those. Um, they've got music videos, political videos, random ones like when Dune first came out. Donald Trump's inauguration day is a highlight one there. It's a, lots of views. Check it out. Bad lip reading. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I cannot believe that we haven't I, talked about this. I yet. know. It's unbelievable. <laughs> like it's almost one that's like so big that I kind of forgot. Yeah. About me it. too. Uh, but yeah, it's, I've been a fan of them for so long. Yeah. And, and yeah, they're dubbing it, but the, everything they say matches perfectly totally. with how their mouth is yes. moving. So you think you're <laughs> like, you know, it's not what they're saying, but it sure does look like it. <laughs> and they're masterful at finding these silly words that, that make sense, but don't make sense. And, and yeah, and weaving this kind of weird <laughs> twisted story. And, um, and they're really good about using cutaways too. Every 
every once in a while um, they will do mm. a one where it's not that person's mouth you're not even seeing it it's a, a whole movie trick uh-huh. but they do it just enough where you don't notice too often yeah. uh, it's great <laughs> it's the greatest it's so good and yeah the football and I love football and so and I love it even you know I love yes. it too because yes. it's hilarious watching your favorite or most hated football players right. say Same the silliest things and say it to each other sometimes oh yeah know? when they're talking to each other oh oh it's so good it's, it's so good it's i have like so a little great. tear in my yeah I'm, like, it's so laughing. funny it is those are some of the like loudest hardest laughs i've had on youtube yeah. by far yeah well i'm so glad that you brought that one up because yeah i might not have ever thought about it even though i listen to it all the time or watch it so it's so cool uh, I'm going to be talking about a YouTube channel as well, and this one is called Corridor Crew, and they have 5.51 million subscribers, also not bad. Uh, this is a great channel if you love kind of behind the scenes or special effect breakdowns in movies. So these guys have their, they're actually kind of in the business, and they know special effects really well. So what they will do is they'll take a scenes from different movies and break them down and kind of guess how they think they did it. So they call that the VFX Artist React series. Um, that one's my favorite. And these guys, um, They've actually gotten so big that it used to just be the three or four of them kind of saying, okay, this is how I would do it. You know, this is, and the other guy was like, oh, but what about this? And well, now they're so big, they actually have the people from the movie come on set with them, but they guess first, and then that person lets them know if they're right or if it was different how they did uh, how they actually did it and they're like oh yeah of course we should have used the green screen with the you know double layer wired blah blah you know things that you probably have never heard of but it's so cool because they break it down in a really fun way uh, and then they have different uh, series too. They have Stuntman Reacts, Stuntwoman Reacts, Animator Reacts. So it's the same kind of thing. They'll, so the Stuntman Reacts, they'll go maybe um, look at a fight, a fight scene and see, okay, how did the Stuntman do that? Or they'll have um, experts in fighting styles and say, okay, how realistic is this actually in the real world? Things like that. It's just so good. Um, they have uh, current films, um, all the current films, but then they go into classics. They'll even do specific shots or a series just from one film only. Uh, the range is about 15 to 25 minutes. Um, they also have their own um, uh, show called Crew Show where they have their own special effects and they weave stories or just do fun things. It's just, it's one of the best shows. And me and my friend of the show, Brian Michael, who's been on before, um, we always, you know, when a new episode comes up, we talk about it. Definitely check out Corridor Crew. This sounds like a really good one that you don't have to be a filmmaker to appreciate. Yeah, absolutely. Anyone. I think that's why I like it. Yeah. Um, if you are, I think you'll be extra intrigued mm. with everything, especially if you're into special effects. Now, it's not going to be a how-to. They're not really giving you, mm. um, you know, this is how to do it from A to Z, mm. but it, would, it might spark your imagination. But yeah, if you're just, if you like movies or TV shows um, and are just curious about kind of the 
behind-the-scenes yeah. stuff, you'll love it. Okay. Because it's so really, really cool. What's the origin of the name Corridor Crew? I'm not actually sure. I don't oh, know if I that was their maybe... business maybe beforehand, you know, when they okay. were doing special effects, or if there's a story behind it. They had a they didn't have a really good about page on their YouTube channel. Huh. So as I was digging, I was like, I couldn't even really find their names. I was also a little bit under the gun, so I apologize about that <laughs> to all of the people that are on that show because they're all great and I should know their names. But uh, yeah, so hopefully I'll, maybe I'll do a follow-up, a PS, you know. Yeah, do that PS, PS episode. Around. Oh my gosh. <laughs> we've been talking about doing a PS like forever. A, longer than the newsletter that we forgot that we oh. even talked about. <laughs> We talked about these little PS follow-ups. But dang it, we do the podcast. Well, we do 233 yes. episodes. Yes. That's pretty dang good. It really is. So thank you for telling me about uh, all of us, about Corridor Crew. And if you want to find out about any of the things we talk about on this episode, you can go to 10bestest.com slash dark sky. My cool sheet is science. Brian asked me to talk about water attraction and repulsion of, of things that, that attract or like soak up water like your paper towel versus something that is a water repellent. So in episode 158, I talked about intermolecular forces. And this is a specific subcategory of intermolecular forces, but it, it is really specific. So this is worth its own cool sheet. There are a few things that I wanted to bring up. One is this term hydrophobic, which is what it sounds like. Hydrophobic, scared of water. And then there's hydrophilic, which is water loving. So it follows there that something like the paper towel loves the water is going to soak it up. Hydrophobic is going to repel it. And the analogy that I want to use actually is going to involve magnets because that's something macroscopic that we can see in everyday life. It's not magnetic that's happening here, but because we, when we put two magnets together and we have the plus and the minus and they snap together, they attract each other, that is kind of what's happening, but on the molecular scale. Conversely, you know, when you put two magnets together uh, with positive, positive, and we can feel, we can try to push them together, but they are repelling each other. And on a macros on the um, microscopic scale, you can put together atoms that are repelling water in this way in, in ways that are pretty amazing. So Teflon is a great example of something where it's, it's non-stick. And so when you put water on there and, or any other kind of thing and it doesn't stick to it, there are things that are even more hydrophobic than that. And a lot of them has, have to do with the ones that are really cutting edge, and I say that as a pun, uh, because they're metals that have been cut with lasers in such a way that the water droplets they form a full sphere. They don't even want to even partway sit down on this surface. They are so hydrophobic. And if you have that kind of surface, then you can repel water and there's all sorts of technology that can happen with these kinds of materials, water repulsion and attraction. See, I knew you'd be able to explain this in a way that made it even cooler and easier to understand for me. So thank you so much. <laughs> You're yeah, welcome. That is so cool. I love it. The magnet. I love that, even though it's totally different and it's a molecular level. I love that because that automatically makes sense in my head now. Yes. Of what that. I mean, I've even heard the word just because I probably hung out with you enough, uh, the hydrophobic and hydrophilic, mm -hmm. you know, what that means. But uh, yeah. Putting those two together like that is so cool. Yeah, I don't even remember how it came to my mind, uh -huh. but I think I was 
something was soaking up water and then it was running off of it right next to something else. And, and I was like, like, well, that's huh. kind of weird. I know that everything's just made out of carbon or atoms or whatever, mm-hmm. you know? Like, so how is this different? Yes. So. Yeah. They have those molecular properties are so diverse. It's yeah. incredible. Yeah. That's so cool. Well, thank you so You're much. You're welcome. I appreciate that. I'm going to be talking about a gadget, and this gadget is a massage gun. A massage gun, sometimes called a percussive massage treatment or vibration therapy, are portable handheld devices that look like a power drill. So if you're on YouTube, you can see one. If you haven't, if you don't know what it is already, um, but on YouTube, I'll describe it. It looks like a power drill, like I said. Um, Usually they're wireless, they have a rechargeable battery, and they come with a whole bunch of uh, different attachments. So this one I think has like seven. So everyone does a different thing. Very, very cool. I'll turn it on real quick. It vibrates really quickly and massages your muscles and soft tissues and things like that. Um, the benefits of it, it helps reduce soreness. Um, it, um, you can use it before a workout to warm up your muscles or you can use it um, after a workout um, kind of more traditionally or after a big long run or things like that. Other thing it does, uh, it increases blood flow. It just gives a faster recovery. It provides uh, pain relief. Uh, more pressure than if you were just going to do a self-massage um, for yourself. Um, then now, there are some cons. You can, you know, it can cause injury. It can make things worse if you have a really sore spot or let's say you had like a hairline fracture and you didn't really know it and then you're now jackhammering it. It could make it uh, different or it can make it worse. Definitely if you're, uh, be careful near bony parts of your body or joints or ligaments and et cetera. So definitely um, I like to use it just kind of on my big muscle groups like that. Um, now compare this to foam rollers, which is another one you talked about in episode 134, because that's also a good recovery tool. Um, it's not one or the other. It's actually different. Um, so when you're foam rolling, you're doing that myofascial release, um, and it's more of the surrounding muscles and blood vessels and nerves. Um, now you might get this similar sensation or, or um, effects by using this, but it's much more um, pinpoint and you can like really get into an area where a foam roller would be a little bit different. So it's good to have them both. I have both. Definitely check out a massage gun. This is amazing. You know what? So I've used one of these for the first time, like in the last month. Oh, really? um, my chiropractor used it on me and I was like, what's going on? It was on my back and I'm like, yeah. uh, yeah. he's like asking me questions and I'm answering it. Like, yeah. Uh. It sounds like you're talking in a fan or something. Like yeah. That, you know, kind of talk. That's great though. Yeah, so let's see. There's it works. Yeah. It and, works you know, really well. It ha- yeah, and it's also um, doubles as something else that um, people might use for um, pleasure, different kinds <laughs> of pleasure, which is funny because I think I had one article, they're like, let's face it, it's just a, a sex toy. <laughs> Uh, but I just, I use it for muscles. It's really good for muscles. I swear, mom, I swear. All I do is I'm massaging myself, my muscles. Okay, I better stop. <laughs> <laughs> but it is worth it. It's really cool. Actually, when I was, again, with Brian, um, we had a jump rope challenge. And I was trying to jump rope for 30 minutes every day. And I haven't done that before. And so I, my legs were sore, oh, my calves. Wow. Mm. And he's like, 
two words, massage gun. And mm. I bought one that day and I started using it and I would just, you can really, you know, on your big muscle groups, you can yeah. really grind into it right? and it feels so good. The thing I, I love and hate about foam rollers is they, they work and they're amazing, but yeah. it hurts so bad sometimes. I know. You know, it's working, I think. Yeah. Um, but this is just almost always just feels really great. Yeah. So how much do these run? You know, they're getting uh, less expensive because there's so many of them now and they're mm. getting so popular. I think I got this one on sale for like 50, maybe $40. Um, they usually go for about a hundred for a good one. You know, I went with like the highest rated I used, um, um, one of my Chrome extensions okay. that says how much it was a form of cool sheet. Now I can't remember the name. I'll pop it up on the YouTube links, uh, to, to know which of those ratings were legit. Mm. So it was actually like a really good one and a really well-made one. So nice. Yeah. This one's the zone. zone what does that say? Zanjim? I don't know. There's a bunch of them, yeah. <laughs> and they vary in price, and they're they also probably vary in quality. But this is a pretty good one. Yeah, that's awesome. I, yeah. I and I didn't realize that they weren't specialty because I hadn't seen them before my chiropractor, so oh, I didn't know like yeah. oh no, you a... can get dime a dozen on Amazon. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Well, thank you. You're welcome. And if you want to look into any of these cool sheets that we talk about, you can go to tenbestest.com/darksky. Thank you so much for joining us, friend. This has been a really fun show, and I hope you've enjoyed it too. And I have. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and we'll see you again next time. And in the meantime, stay curious.